Hello. Hi. This is Melissa. And this is Kat. Hi, guys. Hi, friends. We are entering the Marvel Universe today. The MCU. I'm nervous. We're starting with phase one. I just feel like it's going to take us 100 years to get through them all. I would hope so, because I hope this podcast doesn't just end one day. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be doing this for 100 years. Buckle up, kids. Uh, We're not going to do them all. We're not like doing the whole MCU. I wanted to make that clear. We're going to eventually, but not in a row. You guys will get terribly bored and oh, stop yeah. listening. Yeah, no, there's there's going to be in-betweens. Yeah, what comes next? Iron Man 2? Is Iron Man 2 next? I don't know. We'll do it uh, next year, though. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> See you next year, Iron Man 2. We'll do like two a year or something like well, that. Well, are we doing it like in the order they came out, right? I don't know. I just, yeah, I think so. I don't know. Anyway, we'll figure it out. <laughs> you get to pick probably the next one, so, because I did, I picked Iron Man, so you can really go off, sis, whatever you want. Okay. Who is your favorite Marvel character? That's so hard. I love Thor, because mm-hmm. he's a blonde, long blonde-haired daddy, mm-hmm. so sorry. That's just our MO. If you are a patron, you already know Kat and I's love for... You know our type. Blonde wigs. <laughs> We're here for all the blonde wigs. I love Thor. I don't know. I just love Thor. Just Thor? I love Spider-Man and Hulk and She-Hulk too, but Thor is my number one. Mine are... I didn't ask. Oh, okay. (laughs) Who are your favorite Marvel characters? Mine are so basic. I'm the most basic bitch. Mine are um, Black Panther and then Captain Marvel. I do also love Spider-Man and then I freaking love Loki so much. Those are my faves. I feel like if you don't like Spider-Man, you are just a liar. Spider-Man is one of the coolest superheroes ever. He's so cool and he's so relatable because he's literally just a fucking teenage kid. Yeah. And he acts like an actual teenage kid. I love Spider-Man. I love all the Spider-Mans except for Andrew Garfield. Please don't stop listening. I'm just saying he is not, he has a big dumb head. I'm not interested. I like Andrew Garfield. (laughs) Oh no. I just didn't like when, um, for the, was it the third one for the Tobey Maguire series? He went all emo and weird. That was my favorite. He cried the whole movie. I was like, I love it. Mm. Anyway, I love Kirsten Dunst too. Okay. We're going to move on. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do the other ones for Patreon. How about that? No. Uh, oh, like the other Spider-Man movies you're yes. saying. I think with the other Marvel movies. I was like, that's a lot. <laughs> no, I'll roast Andrew Garfield on Patreon if you're interested. <laughs> I like Andrew Garfield. <laughs> that's why I said I will. Okay, great. <laughs> so subscribe now. so this time we're here to tell you why iron man is tragical 
I have some fun facts. I'm so ready. All of the fun facts on IMDb linked in the show notes were about John Favreau. I'm not even kidding. It's like John Favreau wrote them himself. He let's be real. He probably did. If he's if he directs or produces a movie, he is in it. So he probably also edits his IMDb. I'm sure it was like a book about him. But I pulled a few good ones. So roughly 450 separate pieces make up the Iron Man suit. I'm assuming the red one. Oh damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that lot. first one was like three pieces. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chest plate, helmet, <laughs> a leg, <laughs> just That's one it. leg. In an interview with Britain's Empire magazine, Robert Downey Jr. thanked Burger King for helping him get straight edged in 2003 with a car full of drugs. He had a burger that was so disgusting it made him rethink his life and dump the drugs into the ocean. Isn't that so crazy? Oh my God. And that's why in the movie, when he leaves the cave, he wants a burger from Burger King. That is wild. Good for him, though. Uh, according to Paul Bettany, he did not know which film he was working on. He merely did it as a favor to John Favreau. That is so funny because I literally said while we were watching it, I was like, do you think he knew that he was like going to be like such a big character? No, he didn't. He had right. He, he had no idea. That's I literally said that while we were watching because I asked, I was like, that is him, right? Yeah. Like, because it sounded like him. I just love his voice. He honestly, has a very specific sexy voice. (laughs) Melissa and I have been watching his movies for a very long time. (laughs) It just does it for me. I'm sorry. (laughs) That is honestly really crazy. That's like one of my types, like tall, skinny. You might, you might be on drugs kind of look. Yeah. And I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Apparently it's every woman's in America's look because freaking Pete Davidson is over here dating every woman in America. So I mean, yeah, you just look constantly coked out. That's the type. Look like you haven't slept in eight years. That's the type. (laughs) I really like this one. Obadiah Stane plays on the piano, a musical piece written by 18th century composer Antonio Salieri. Um, Salieri is best known as the jealous rival of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart and has said to have murdered Mozart. So he like plays it because they're like secretly enemies. Yeah. So they're like frenemies. Isn't that so cute? So that like, is so interesting. Stain is the Salieri to Tony's Mozart. Tony Stark's Mozart. That's dope. Isn't that so cute? I do like that one. That one's cool. It goes on to say something about how that's been proven that that's not true, but that's the narrative I want in my head that mm-hmm. Salieri killed Mozart. So, yeah. uh, cause I love true crime. So I'm going to pretend I didn't read that part. It did not, it did not compute. History be damned. (laughs) Did not register. I've seen Amadeus. Yeah, man. I love that movie. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. That's a good movie. Mm -hmm. We should do that for Patreon. Anyway, adding it to the list. (laughs) I would just drool the whole time. I was going to say, Melissa would just cry over Tom Hulse the whole time. It's literally her favorite. (laughs) Doesn't care about anything else. Just Tom Hulse. Oh, my goodness. Yep, that was it. There was a ton. There was a ton of fun facts, but they were just all about Jon Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. And I think we all know who they are. Were any of the ones about Jon Favreau good? I mean, they were just kind of like... Robert Downey Jr.'s character of Tony Stark was based off of Robert Downey Jr. in real life. That's why John oh. Favreau picked him. They were like stuff like that. And like things like, that okay. we all know. Like right. we all know that. Thank you. Like I like to say, they're just facts, not fun facts. I mean, unless you really don't follow the MCU, which is totally fine. That's what we're here for. We're here to describe the whole movie to you. So it's literally what we are here for. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. We believe in you. Non-MCU people. I'm curious how many people have never, because like somebody said the other day that they'd never seen a single 
Marvel movie. And I was like, how? They're so good. I guess we also grew, grew up, up on comic comics, books and stuff. Yeah. X-Men is my mother's favorite thing in the whole entire world. We have seen every version, every cartoon, mm-hmm. anything that is X-Men related, we have freaking seen because my mother is obsessed with Wolverine. Yeah. So, and Rogue. <laughs> Mostly Wolverine. <laughs> you ready? Let's do it. Yay, MCU. We open up to the mountains in Afghanistan where military trucks are transporting Tony Stark, who is charming the military personnel. So they're driving along, transporting Tony Stark, but then they get blown up. The trucks get blown up. Kablooey. And the surviving soldiers start shooting at the bad guys, but everybody dies except Tony, who's trying to run away, but he gets caught anyway. And then we see a hostage videotape of Tony and the bad people. And then we cut to three days before at a weapon development conference in Vegas. Exciting stuff. So... There's a video playing and it's about Tony and his dad and the company Stark Industries and how Obadiah Stane took over Stark Industries while Tony was partying, basically. And then Tony Stark came back and took back over. At this conference, Tony Stark wins an award, but he's not there to receive it. Mm -mm. So Obadiah Stane has to receive the award for Tony because Tony's down in the lobby gambling. Yeah, and Obadiah tries to make it seem like he's working. He's like, oh, the best and worst thing about Tony is that he's always working. But yeah, no, he's down in the casino with a bunch of bitches <laughs> gambling away his millions and billions of dollars. <laughs> Pop off, sis. <laughs> so Colonel Rhodes, he comes down to the floor. <laughs> what's that called? Yeah, the casino floor. The casino floor. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word casino. <laughs> Colonel Rhodes comes down to the casino floor and jokingly scolds Tony. He doesn't really care that he wasn't there to receive his award, but he tells him that he better be at the plane in the morning or whatever. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Meet me at the plane in the morning. Don't be late. <laughs> That's what rich people say. <laughs> Meet me at the private jet. Don't be late. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess it's a private jet. I really have a plane. It's okay. a plane, but. <laughs> uh, and Colonel Rhodes is his BFF slash military contact. Mm-hmm. We love that for them. Yeah. I don't know how the military works. He's the weapons director of the U.S. military. Okay, cat. Damn. All right, sis. Go off. I only know that because they said it. Oh. <laughs> no, I wasn't paying I attention. I don't like know about the military. Every time I hear and see the word colonel, I just think colonel. <laughs> colonel. Colonel. <laughs> I hate Why it. Why is it spelled like that? America. What the fuck? I think we got that from our queen overseas. Queen. What the fuck? <laughs> Who made up that? Who created the word colonel? Colonel. <laughs> like illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. But we say it colonel for sure. Not even an R in there. It's so ugly. I hate it. <laughs> Sign our petition to change the spelling of the word colonel. Make it phonetic, please. How would you spell it? <laughs> K-E-R-N-E-L. So like a kernel of corn. <laughs> Perfect. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, because if it were a C, it'd be cernal. <laughs> We can't have it be cernal. <laughs> it's cernal. <laughs> I just see like Rody's face, like plastered onto the corn. <laughs> His face is corn. He is the corn. <laughs> oh no. Um, I would just like to say that I find Rody very, very sexy. Oh, <laughs> I'm very upset they change him mid MCU. <laughs> Literally, what's his name? Terrence Howard, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's a man right there. 
Was it Iron Man 2? I think so. Where he gets yeeted? Yeah, because they replaced him with... Um, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. I knew it was a weird last name. He's a really good actor, but he's just not as nice to look at. Do you think Terrence was just doing stuff? Like, doing other stuff? And he was like, I, I can't be in this 10-year-long movie franchise. Anyway, so Terrence Howard gets replaced with Don Cheadle to play James Rhodes. Colonel... Colonel James Colonel. Rhodes. <laughs> In Iron Man 2. And we're very sad about it. Don Cheadle, we love you. We do love you. You're just... You're just not our type. Yeah. That's okay. You're like really cute. Just like not our type. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. A great actor. <laughs> no, he really is. He does really good. We but love you. Yeah. I'd just mm. rather look at Terrence Howard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so as Tony is leaving Caesar's Palace to go home... A Vanity Fair lady comes up and harasses him. Lady? She's a journalist? Put some respect on her title. <laughs> a Vanity Fair journalist <laughs> comes up and harasses Tony about making weapons and killing people. And then he turns it around and invites her back to his place and they hate fuck. Yeah. Woo! Mm -hmm. Apparently that's what he does. That's what he's good at. Yeah. He's like, I'll give you an exclusive. My dick. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> so Jarvis wakes the Vanity Fair journalist up in California in the morning at Tony's place. Her name is Christine. Okay. Journalist Christine. <laughs> she's in my notes as Vanity Fair lady. <laughs> and then she's like walking around Tony's place just trying to touch things. Just like pushing buttons and stuff in his <laughs> super high tech house. Bitch, put your hands away. And then Pepper Potts. Uh, Tony's beautiful, gorgeous assistant comes and kicks her out and calls her trash. It's great. It is really great. She says she's going to take out the trash. Pepper Potts is uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Melissa's favorite. Who is potentially a cult leader and kind of a shitty person. You don't like goop? <laughs> I don't want to divulge. Google it yourself. If yeah. you have free time, just look up Gwyneth Paltrow and her issues. Anyway. It's very interesting, honestly. And me thinks she's canceled, but <laughs> if you want to be 92 pounds, be my guest. <laughs> Enough about Gwyneth Paltrow. No, keep going. Everyone's so canceled. <laughs> Fuck. You guys, stop getting canceled. We want to love you. Uh, so Tony meets with Rhodey at the private jet and Tony gets Colonel Rhodes drunk with the stewardesses and they're dancing and drinking. Okay, yeah. So the freaking plane stewardesses are literally, they have their like tops rolled up and buttoned and tied like into their bras and they're just like, there's a literal pole on this private jet and they're all holding like glasses of champagne and just like swaying their hips and like dancing around. How do I get that job? I don't know. How do I get to be a flight attendant for a billionaire and just you know, drink champagne and shake my ass? Private jet pilots make like, I. there's no words for how much money they make. They rich, rich. Do you know that I wanted to get my pilot's license like eight years ago really bad? You have the worst anxiety. You want to fly a plane? I literally was like looking up like how much it cost, where to get my pilot's license. Like it's very expensive to do. Okay, first of all, do it because pilots make <laughs> hella money. And there's not a lot of women that do it. Do it. I really am. Okay, did. well, we're getting you in a plane tomorrow, sis. <laughs> I want you to be rich. How cool would that be to fly? I think I'd be fine. I'll do it with you. <gasps> Let's become pilots. Okay. Okay, great. We'll okay, see guys, you guys, this next is the week. last episode. Bye. <laughs> we're going to be go pilots now. We're going to be go pilots. <laughs> we're going to go be pilots. But after that, come on and all. <laughs> guys, it's early. We woke up early to record today because we we're busy. Uh, we are going to go be pilots. 
Okay, bye. <laughs> so Tony meets with some general for a weapons demonstration, and it's a big missile thingy called... Jericho. I did not write it down and I knew you would. Thank you very much. This missile is three very large missiles and they have a really serious homing device that is very precise. And then that one missile breaks into other missiles that break into even tinier missiles. So it hits a larger area and they're all intense in how small they are. So it's, it literally could decimate like an entire country in seconds. I just wanted the name. I didn't (laughs) want a description. It's a big missile thingy. I think that was a pretty good description. (laughs) It's called Jericho. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. And after the missile demonstration, this is when Tony gets into the car and heads out and then the capture happens where the cars get blown up and he gets held hostage and now we're caught up to the beginning of the movie. Yeah, so Tony gets into his Humvee and he calls it the Fun V and says that Rody can't get in his Fun V. He has to go to the Humdrum V. <laughs> I don't know why that stuck with me. I didn't even write it down. I just remembered it. That was off so the top funny. of the dome. Yeah. That was off the dome. He's like, this is the Fun V. You have to go to your Humdrum V. That's <laughs> what so I'm going to rename my car. Forget sure. Fun V. It's the Fun V. Even though it's a mini SUV, it's not even a Humvee. Your car is named after Animal Crossing and my car is named after the sims tell us your gaming nerds about tell us your gaming nerds my car is agnes Crumplebottom. mine is sherb my first car was uh mortimer goth mm-hmm. mine was luna lovegood and then i had gray lady also from harry potter so nerd alert yep so tony stark wakes up a whole cyborg he has <laughs> <laughs> not a cyborg I knew that was going to get you. (laughs) I should have paused for effect. (laughs) Cyborg. It really is a cyborg. Man. Uh, So Tony has a magnet in his chest, keeping the shrapnel in his body from entering his heart. But what is it hooked up to? A car battery. A fucking car battery. A whole car battery. <laughs> so Mr. Yin Sen, another a fellow scientist, is in this cave with him. And the captors come in and talk to Tony and Yin Sen. And they call Tony a mass murderer mm-hmm. because kind of is because he makes weapons that kill people. Big facts. And then the captors want Tony to build them the Jericho missile and he refuses and they torture him. And when they're torturing Tony, he hears Pepper's voice. It's, it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, sad. <laughs> it is sweet like that he hears her voice, but it's also like so sad that he li- he has no family. He has literally no one except his fucking assistant. I mean, she's pretty hot, even though she's a horrible person. I mean, She's, Pepper is on a horrible Pepper person. is a good person. Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow is not. We come on the pod, sis. We would love to talk. <laughs> Let's talk about goop. <laughs> Tony takes his car battery outside. He's they, literally just carrying it. <laughs> it like ended his, me. It's like his little baby. <laughs> I, he was walking out of the cave and I was like, is he just carrying it? And then they show the friend. He's literally just cradling this fucking car battery. It's hooked That's up to his chest. Him alive. <laughs> So Tony goes outside with the captors and they have a whole bunch of his equipment from Stark Industries, like a ton of guns and grenades and 
bullets yeah, and, and weapons and I clearly know what I'm talking about. I mean, <laughs> and Tony doesn't remember them selling any of these weapons to these essential renegades, like, gang- gangsters. Like, yeah. So he's like, I don't, you guys have a lot of my weapons. What the heck? And they're like, we bought them. Don't worry about it. And so Tony's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Tony thinks they just sell to military establishments in America. And now he's seeing that just random hooligans in the desert Mm -hmm. are buying his shit interesting and they say build us the jericho missile and tony is like no i'm not doing it this little thing in my chest jensen told me is only going to keep me alive for maybe a week so i don't really care go ahead and kill me i'm not going to build your dumb missile mr jensen the guy who built tony's chest heart thing he convinces tony to build something quote unquote build something tony make it look like you're building the missile and build something Mm -hmm. so their plan is to build a suit so that they can fly the fuck out of the cave yep and make it look like they're building the missile when they're not but first he builds himself a new chest piece So he takes apart um, a bunch of the weapons and essentially builds a miniature arc reactor, which will keep the shrapnel that's in his chest from entering his heart. So it's like an electromagnet that'll keep all the pieces away from his heart, which will literally end his life in seconds. Oh my God, are you a scientist? I didn't write any of that down either. That was also off the top of the dome. (laughs) I'm so fucking smart. Oh my God. Did you go to Escuela for that? In Tampa. So no. Um, So yeah. So Tony is building a super suit to fly them out of the cave prison. And the captors kind of sort of are like, the fuck is he building that doesn't look like a missile on the cameras, security cameras. So so the guy that we thought is the leader of these hooligans yeah, is not, not actually the leader. So the real leader comes in and yells at Tony and Yinsen and is like, the fuck, you better build me this missile or I'm going to put this hot piece of metal in Yinsen's mouth. Yeah. Poor little Yinsen. He's just so cute. Doing, just doing his best. And then Tony's like, no, please don't torture my friend. I'll build your missile. And the leader says, great, you have one day. Thumbs up. Yay. Tony and Yinsen realize they literally have one day to finish building this suit and they get her done. I mean, they they do it. So the leader dude is checking on the cameras and they don't see Tony or Yinsen. So the captors go to open up the prison door. They've rigged a bomb to it. Tony and Yinsen. A bomb? Yeah. And the bomb blows up and then They Tony, usually do that. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do be blowing up. <laughs> and then Tony is in the suit and Yinsen is booting up the computer to power the suit and Yinsen realizes they don't have enough time it's not loading fast enough no so Yinsen grabs him a gun from the people they blew up and he goes and he starts shooting at all the soldiers of this crazy renegade group yeah he says he's gonna go create a distraction so Tony has more time to boot up the suit and Yinsen just knows he's gonna get got so Tony's in the suit and it's powered up and he's taken out a bunch of captors Tony is going through the caves in the zoo. He's taking people out from the 10 rings left and right. And he Oh, is that what it's called? What? The 10 rings is the the group. Oh, not the crazy desert renegade men, bad guys group that I've been calling it? AKA the 10 rings. (laughs) (laughs) You can call them that too. I'm sure they'll like that. Oh, the 10 rings. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Do they have 10 rings? That seems a bit much. One on every finger? Too many. (gasps) Maybe. (laughs) I didn't look. Next time. (laughs) So 
Stark then finds Yinsen and he's dying. And Stark is like, no, like you have to get up. Our plan was to, you know, get out of here together. And Yinsen was like, no, this was my plan all along. I'm going to see my family. They're all dead. So he was like, just don't don't waste this life that I'm offering you as a second chance. That's great advice. It's really sad. Don't waste this life. Yeah. Goose was sitting in my lap when we watched this and I looked down at my cat and I said, don't, don't waste, waste this, this life, life. Goose. <laughs> One of nine. <laughs> oh, Goose has nine lives. That's He's true. never allowed to die. You know, those people that like bring the sheep back to life, that would be me with Goose. <laughs> He's not allowed to die. We're going to have a Franken cat. Yeah. For real. And then Tony takes out the leader of the Ten Rings and then he goes outside to the camp where all the weapons are and there's just, you know, more men. And he literally starts flamethrowing them with his suit. I don't know where all the flames came from. Good for him. And he literally just obliterates the entire camp, all of the weapons, all the people. And then his suit flies away. And so he lands, kind of crash lands in the desert. And then he starts a walk in to hopefully be saved. But he does get saved mm -hmm. by his best friend, Rhodey, and some troops. Tony gets saved. And then Pepper Potts picks him up. Uh, happy is driving. Happy is John Favreau. Yay. And Tony wants a cheeseburger. And Pepper wants to take him to the hospital. Yeah, he's like, I want two things. I want an American cheeseburger and a press conference. So back at Stark Industries, Obadiah Stane greets Tony Stark and and they are about to hold a press conference and Agent Coulson from S.H.I.E.L.D. is there to speak with Tony. But he talks to Pepper and they set up a little meeting so they can chat. So Tony speaks at this press conference and makes everybody, makes all the journalists sit on the floor. It's so funny. While he eats a Burger King <laughs> cheeseburger. Literally banged up, arm in a sling. <laughs> Doing great. And then Tony says he's shutting down the weapon making part of Star industries which is like 90 percent of the company i feel like and all of the journalists will lose their minds mm -hmm. so tony is staring at this arc reactor this giant arc reactor that they built basically for show like it's not really a thing it's like a science project mm -hmm. obadiah stain comes over on his segue to talk to tony tell me this is the early 2000s without telling me this is the early 2000s this man just rolls up on a fucking segue for no reason the man who invented Segway segwayed himself off a cliff and that's how he died please look it up i am not telling fibs here that is <laughs> a true story was it on purpose no. Oh, <laughs> yikes. So. <laughs> yeet. Literally yeet. yeet right off the, cliff. off the cliff. So oh, man. we love a segway. <laughs> I'm a sorry. Cliff. I love true crime. He was segwaying like through a mountain or whatever. And what yeeted himself off a cliff. I don't make things up. Okay. I know you don't. That's wild. So Tony wants to build arc reactor technology instead. And Obadiah Stane is kind of like, mm, I don't know. I guess the arc reactor is kind of like a cleaner energy source, which is why when they built it, they were like, oh, it was just like a PR stunt. So the hippies would leave us alone about all the other stuff we do. And Tony was like, no, like, I want to focus on this. I feel like we can make a change. I feel like we can make a difference. And Stain is like, nah, man, we kill people. And that's it. That's all we do. That's all we got to do. Exactly. Shuts oh, by down. the way, Obadiah Stain is Jeff Bridges. A bald Jeff Bridges. Yeah. I don't think he's, I think he has a good head of hair as an old man. I think he's bald for this movie. Oh, it's probably a wig cap. Because oh, he, he has a lot of hair. There's right? no way he shaved it. Jeff Bridges is so hot. The Remember? whole movie, Melissa, all she could talk about was Jeff Bridges. I just think back to Tron and his bulge and I just like really love him. <laughs> 
Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from Jeff Bridges, <laughs> let's talk more about Jeff Bridges. I'm sure we will at some point. <laughs> at least this movie's good on like Tron. <laughs> Fucking wrecked. So now we cut to Tony and he has to ask Pepper Potts a favor. He says, ma'am, how small are your hands? And so Pepper comes down to his little workshop that he's got going on in his basement. His laboratory. <laughs> super casual. Well, Superhero doesn't have a laboratory in their, in their basement. You know, it's fine. You have to. <laughs> so he is taking out his arc reactor that is currently in his chest and putting in a brand new one that is more sufficient and newer, better upgraded. And Pepper does not react well to this first of all she says it smells which is disgusting and there's goo she loves goop so she does love goop so she should be used to it so um she takes out the arc reactor and then has to pull out this copper string and he says don't let it touch the side it's like operation the game and she said what's that and i was like oh no (laughs) pepper how do you not know what operation is does in fact hit the side and he goes into cardiac arrest and she yanks the thing out and then puts in the new one and he's fine yay she did it good job pepper pods and this is sad because tony literally says that she's the only person he has and pepper asks what do you want me to do with this old arc reactor and he's like i don't care burn it throw it away destroy Destroy it it. (laughs) (laughs) and pepper's like okay well i'm gonna take this and do something with it so now we are back in the desert and the bad guys the 10 rings okay great Mm -hmm. they find the remnants of the super suit that Tony made in the desert and they take it back to their campy camp. And then we cut again to lots of cutscenes, y'all. Lots of Mm -hmm, mm cutscenes. And then we cut to Tony talking to Jarvis, his computer AI thing. And he starts working on the Mark II suit, the second Iron Man suit. The first one is in the desert with the Ten Rings people. So Tony is... Working on the suit, and then Obadiah Stane comes by the house, comes by the crib with some pizza, and Tony meets with Obadiah Stane. Why is his name Obadiah? Why? I keep calling him Obi because they kept calling That's him Obi. He does go by Obi. So Tony meets with Obi. <laughs> That's much Jeff better. Bridges but... and his bulge. And <laughs> his bald head and his bulge. He needs tighter pants. I'm very upset with his pants. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I would like to remake this movie. I just need you to wear um, tighter pants. Gray sweatpants the whole movie. Thank you. Bye. Tony meets with Obi Stain and he tells Tony that the board wants to kick Tony out because they think he has PTSD, which if you're tortured in a cave for like a year or whatever i would hope you do have ptsd or you're not a normal human being and tony is like uh that's not gonna happen i'm working on something really great and obi's like well give me something to show them so we can show that you aren't just being a crazy person and tony's like no that's okay bye he not done (laughs) he also doesn't want any of them to know what he's working on doesn't trust him no and he shouldn't you shouldn't tony is in his garage with his 500 cars mm-hmm. and he is working on this suit and he gets the thrusters to work and he flies around the garage so we got some thrusters going and then next comes the mask which has Jarvis in it so Jarvis is in the suit and helps Tony control the suit Tony wants to fly around outside and Jarvis is like that's probably a bad idea we still got some kinks to work out and Tony's like nope outside and blasts through the roof literally and he's flying around and he flies up to space he's like i'm gonna go to mars today yeah he's like what is the highest altitude that an airplane has ever flown and then he wants to fly past that but 
as you know, I mean, I hope most people know, it gets icy up there. It's, it's cold. cold. <laughs> it's cold in space. Like the atmosphere literally is freezing. So he his suit freezes up and he starts to fall because everything shuts down. And even Jarvis is turned off. And so... Tony finally gets the wings on his back to open to pop the ice off and like everything. Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, literally like Buzz Lightyear. Oh my God, that's so great. <laughs> and then gets the ice off and Jarvis comes back on. So Tony is flying home and he goes to land on his roof and he powers the suit down and literally falls for floors down into his basement onto one of his cars. Love that for him. He's Great got landing. More cars. <laughs> he can get another Rari. True. So Tony is down in his lab and he's working on the suit again and he has a present from Miss Pepper Potts and he opens it up and it's the old arc reactor in a little box and it says proof that Tony Stark has a heart. It's so cute and so funny. It's so cute. So Tony puts it on his desk and then he's watching TV, working on the suit, and he sees that he's hosting a fundraiser that he was not invited to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's building the suit, adding color to it. It's all gold because he changed the metal for it. I did not write down what kind of metal he did. I'm so sorry, guys. And so it's all like like a yellowish gold color so it doesn't freeze up up in the atmosphere because he's smart like that and then he wants to add more color to it and he decides for hot rod red so it's going to be red and gold hot then he says you know what let's go ahead and go to this function jarvis while you uh finish painting my suit so tony shows up to his fundraiser that he wasn't invited to and he chats with Agent Coulson again. He's in this movie a lot. I love him. <laughs> he's so cute. I love him. And then he sees Pepper Potts and he's like, I'm going to go make an appointment with you, Mr. Coulson, with my assistant. I'll be right back. Yeah. And then he goes and he asks Pepper to dance and they dance all romantic like. So they go out to the balcony and she's like, I don't want to dance with you like that. And people see and then they know that you are a hoe and they will think that maybe we fucking. I want people to think that because I want us to have a professional relationship. But then she tries to kiss him on the mouth. So I don't know. <laughs> Pepper's conflicted out here. Very on this conflicted. Balcony. <laughs> and then she's like, will you go get me a martini with three olives? And I'm like, girl, same, except for I don't get a vodka martini. I get a gin martini with three olives. But like me and Pepper pots just have like that in common i hate olives i love olives nasty mm. so tony goes to grab pepper and him some drinks and then the vanity fair journalist what's Christine, her name wow so proud of you comes over and shows him photos of a town that has been devastated by some bad guys and they were using stark industry weapons and tony is like what the fuck i said we're not selling weapons anymore and then Tony goes to ask Obi, like, yo, what the fuck? We aren't doing this anymore. And Obi's like, well, actually, we still are. And um, I'm the one that filed the injunction against you because I want to protect you. But yeah, you're on your way out, my guy. Sorry, not sorry. We're still selling weapons. Obi, bad guy. You bad guy? Not good. So Tony heads home to finish his super suit, the Iron Man Mark III at this point, the new one that won't get frozen up in space. And he heads out to take out the bad guys himself because he is grabbing life by the balls at this point. And who are the bad guys that Obi sold weapons to? The Ten Rings. Oh my gosh, what a full circle moment. Weird. Tony goes in his suit to the Ten Rings people and 
and he fucks them the fuck up. Mm -hmm. He saves some families and kills some bad guys and he takes out a bunch of weapons and missiles and he's destroying everything. He gets hit by a tank at one point, like gets shot down by a tank and then he just blows the tank up and does, you know, the superhero walking away from an explosion. That happened. It's great. It is. It's pretty, it's pretty badass. So then Tony is flying There are two fighter jets behind him trying to take him out because they think he's a rogue bogey. Mm -hmm. Do I sound like I know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So the Air Force (laughs) is trying to figure out where this like unidentified flying object UFO is coming from. And they're literally getting calls or calling every military unit being like, Army, is this you? Navy, is this you? I don't know. Some other military, is that you? And they're all like, no, it's not us. They are the Air Force. Air Force oh. called the Air Force. This is you know. <laughs> so <laughs> Coast Guard. And Rody is there and he's like, what the fuck? So then he calls Tony and he's like, yo, I need your advice. Like we have this unidentified thing. We don't know what it is. And I need your advice on like what it is and what we should do. And Tony is like, well, it's uh it's not me, but that sounds crazy. And Rhodes is like, Are you out of breath? What are you doing, my guy? What's, <laughs> you, what's going on? And Tony's not very good with coming up with excuses. And then the planes, the fighter jets, whatever they are, start shooting at Tony. So he ends up flying behind them and ends up on the underbelly of one of them to hide out. And then they see him. And then how did it blow up? He like, he gets like hit by the plane and then he like wrecks the plane because he's a giant metal suit. Yeah. So then they're like, okay, well now we have to kill this thing because it just wrecked one of our very expensive jets. And Rhodey gets them to not shoot at him. Then Tony escapes. Tony calls Rhodey back and is like, okay, it's me. (laughs) I am the unidentified flying object. Please don't kill me, sir. Please don't kill me. Also, the pilot, after he ejected Mm -hmm. himself out of his plane, he can't get his chute to work and Tony saves him. So Tony, good guy. Yeah. And then he flies home. So Tony tells Rhodey to tell the press that it was just a training exercise and that the U.S. government was not involved in... In whoever took out all of the missiles and bad guys in the desert. Yeah, and Rhodey's like, it's not as easy as just saying that it's a, a training exercise. But then at the press conference, he's <laughs> like, exactly. it was a training exercise. Yep. Every time there's a UFO, that's what they say. So Tony flies home and he's getting out of the suit and Pepper walks in on him getting out of the suit. And she's like, what the fuck were you just doing? And he's like, uh, you've caught me doing worse things. <laughs> yeah, he's literally riddled in bullet holes <laughs> and being torn out of this metal suit by Jarvis. And he's yeah. like, this is fine. <laughs> so Pepper's pretty worried about Tony. Tony at this mm-hmm. point. So we cut back to the bad guys and they're V mad about their stuff getting blown up and their plan getting ruined. So Stain goes to meet with them and it's because they're in cahoots, you guys. Obadiah is not only a bad guy, he's a really bad guy. Oh no. <laughs> so Stain takes all their toys away and kills them all because he doesn't think that they are smart enough to kill Tony Stark at this point. They've tried twice and they've failed twice. Yeah, the leader of the Ten Rings is trying to like cut a deal. He's like, oh, I'll give you the original suit that Tony escaped in if you make me more of them. And Obi's like, no, I'm going to take this suit and I'm going to murder all of you. So um, have a nice day. Bye. (laughs) Pretty much. He takes all their toys. He takes the Mark I suit and he kills them all. And he heads on back to California. 
So we cut back to Tony Stark and he's talking to Miss Pepper Potts and he asked her to go get some files off of his computer, which is a laptop. So like, I feel like he could have just brought it home with him. It's fine though. Whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm going to look past that. <laughs> Couldn't get a desktop in there. <laughs> okay. Weird. Anyway, I'm nitpicking. So Pepper is like, I don't know. I feel like you're going to get yourself into trouble. Or you're going to get yourself killed. And Tony's like, I have nothing to live for except for turning all the destruction I've caused around and trying to make right all of the wrong that I've done in this life and all the wrong that my father did in his life. So Pepper agrees to go sneak the files off of his computer. So Pepper arrives at Tony's office and she plugs in the USB and is able to hack into the computer and start downloading the files. And she finds a video and it's the video that was taken at the beginning of the movie when Tony was first taken hostage. And it's in another, another language. So she's able to get the computer to translate it. And it's saying, oh, Mr. Stain, you didn't tell us that the person we were kidnapping was going to be the Tony Stark. We want more money. You didn't give us the full extent of what we were doing, et cetera, et cetera. So now Pepper realizes that, Obi is the one that had Tony kidnapped and almost murdered from the beginning. So she's panicking and she's putting all these files, including a file called Section 16 that looks like a giant metal suit similar to what Tony escaped in. And she's downloading all these files onto the USB and Obi walks in and is talking to Pepper. She hides the USB port with a newspaper and he's chatting with her and comes around the desk, but now the desktop is cleared and it's just his Tony screensaver. She sneakily grabs the newspaper and the USB port and starts to walk out. And OB is like, okay, well, bye, have a nice day, whatever. And then checks the computer and sees that files were downloaded. So he knows that she knows what's going on. Oh my gosh. Dun, dun, dun. The screensaver is Tony Stark's hot rod that he's building, mm -hmm. which is actually John Favreau's hot rod. Rod IRL. Oh, that's kind of cool. Because all the fun facts were about John Favreau. <laughs> were about John Favreau. I love that. In case you were wondering. <laughs> love that. Um, as Pepper is walking out of Stark Industries, Mr. Coulson, Mr. Agent Coulson is there. And Mr. Agent Coulson, Mr. Sir. Agent Coulson. Mr. Agent Coulson, sir. Is there. And he's like, don't forget we had an appointment. And Pepper's like, yep, we're going right now to that appointment. Yep, let's go to the appointment that we had today. Yep, let's go. She snitches on Stain. Mm -hmm. And she tells Coulson everything. So Pepper tries to call Tony, but Stain has already gotten to him and immobilizes Tony Stark with a high-pitched noise thingy that which would take I would me like out to have <laughs> that would take me out. i hate high-pitched noises yeah and obi stain he takes the arc reactor heart i just thingy. like when you say his whole name <laughs> obi stain i like full names <laughs> i know you're so weird <laughs> so mr obi stain takes the arc reactor out of tony's chest and basically killing him because he needs that and then he says it's a shame we have to kill pepper too because she's also like a really smart lady and figured me out rats yeah and obi admits to tony that he's the one that put the hit out on him to begin with rip i think he figured that out yeah, yeah. He, right then but i mean he fully admits it so Pepper calls Rhodey and is like, please go check on Tony. Shit's going down. And Tony is trying to drag himself down to his laboratory because his other 
arc reactor, the first arc reactor that he told Pepper to destroy that she turned into a desk ornament is down there Mm -hmm. and he can use that in the meantime. So he gets down to his lab and he is trying to get his other arc reactor, but it's really high up and he can't get it. But his little robot arm thingy comes over and knocks it off the counter for him (laughs) oh is it yeah jarvis runs all of that i feel like that a little robot arm has a personality of its own i I, think it's separate okay i thought they were all jarvis (laughs) you might be right because jarvis would have said like you're welcome true but the little robot was like robot noise you should have seen her arm guys it did a thing (laughs) it did a robot move so tony gets his other heart in and Stain is back at Stark Industries and he is connecting the arc reactor to his crusty, dusty, big old clunky suit. <laughs> and Rhodey gets to Tony and Rhodey tells Tony that Pepper and five S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are on their way to arrest Obadiah Stain. And Tony's like, yeah, they're going to need more than five people over there. So Tony suits up and flies over to Stark Industries and Rhodey follows in one of his many big, beautiful cars. Also, Rhodey sees the, what is it, the Mark Mark II. II. And he looks at it and he goes, maybe next time. Foreshadowing. Except for it'll be Donnie instead of Terry. But it's still (laughs) Rhodey is the the hint. Because, you know, he does get his own eventually. Pepper and Agent Coulson and the other agents are at the lab where Stain is and they're going to section 16. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So they walk into the lab and Obadiah Stain in the iron monger suit as it is known but not labeled in this movie. Yeah, they didn't call it that at all, which is so weird. Yeah, but it's basically a giant Iron Man suit and Obadiah is in it and he starts attacking all the agents and running after Pepper because he gonna yeet her. And then Tony shows up just in time to save Pepper from being peppered with bullets. Wow. (laughs) Um, And so Tony and Obi start fighting in the street and Obi goes to throw a car with a mom and like four kids in it. He does not give a fuck at this point. No, he literally calls him collateral damage. There are children. I mean, fuck that white suburban mom, but I mean, the kids. <laughs> I'm just you kidding. You Karen, but not the kids. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're kidding. It's a joke. But so they're fighting in the streets and Tony realizes that Obi's giant ugly suit can also fly. Not very well, um, but it can fly. So Tony then has an idea and Tony tells Jarvis to fly up to the highest altitude again. And Jarvis warns him that the arc reactor he currently has in cannot handle the power of the suit that he is currently wearing since it's less updated version of the arc reactor. Tony is losing power really fast. And if he loses power, he, he die. <laughs> like yeah. the shrapnel will go into his heart and he'll die. So Tony has an idea and flies them all the way to the highest altitude. And Obi starts to freeze up in his suit and starts falling back to earth. <laughs> that's the planet we live on <laughs> yeah so flies falls back to earth and good, yes good job <laughs> thank you and tony lands back at stark industries with pepper and starts taking off pieces of this suit um but obi didn't um crash and die um that suit i don't know what it's made out of but it's pretty fucking big so <laughs> he powered back up probably just like yeah. Tony did so then uh tony's missing part of his suit now he doesn't have his 
mask on or one of his hands. He also is extremely low on power. So Tony tells Pepper to go to the large arc reactor and essentially turn every single thing on it so it explodes. It's it good. blow up. Yeah. Obi is literally trying to rip Tony out of the suit at this point. Like he's literally tearing him to pieces. Pepper's crying because she thinks she's going to kill Tony when she turns this thing on, which is, you know, pretty freaking accurate. But Obi can't aim anymore because Tony fucked up his like missile launching system. So he keeps missing Tony and Tony's just hanging off the roof, literally directly above the arc reactor. And he tells Pepper to hit the button to make it explode. And she's like, no, my God, no, I'll kill you. And he's like, there's no choice. Just do it. That was my, that was my, um, you know, are you an actress? I am. Uh, Thank you so much. I'll take my award now. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But she hits the button and Obi explodes. And so does Tony. Tony also um, explodes. (laughs) It's great. But luckily, Tony's a fucking cyborg. So I think he just recharged him. (laughs) Yeah, he just gets a little jump. (laughs) It's like your car battery. You just gotta, you know, jump it from somebody else's. So Rhodey is speaking at a press conference that um, he tells the journalist that a robot malfunctioned at Stark Industries. And we cut to Tony, who is reading the paper, and there's photos of Iron Man on the front page. Who is Iron Man? Yeah. And Pepper is giving Tony some makeup because he's covered in scratches and shit. And Mm -hmm. he's about to go speak at this press conference. They talk to Agent Coulson. Agent Coulson gives them... uh, an alibi that they were on some island and he's like yeah just stick with that just say there was a malfunction and we don't know what happened and i wasn't even here yeah and tony's like great sounds good him and pepper chat and he's like you're my only friend and she's like same it's real cute no he says if i was (laughs) a superhero i would have a really cool smart girlfriend who would know all my secrets and she says no, you wouldn't, and turns him down. And he's like, okay, okay, great. I'm going to go do this press conference now. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Stark takes the podium at this press conference, the 94th press conference of this movie. <laughs> Truly. And he is going to say his alibi about not even being there. And instead he says, I am Iron Man. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and that's the end. Yay! Except... This is a Marvel movie, so the end isn't really the end. And there's always an end credits scene. And you know that we are also going to cover those. So after the end credits, Tony's walking back into his house and there's a man standing in his living room. And he's like, you know, you're not special. There's some other shit that goes on both here on Earth and in other planets and in space. And Tony's like, who who in the fuck are you? And he turns around and he goes... I'm Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Kat is really, like, (laughs) feeling like acting today. I just love Nick Fury. (laughs) I think he's so cool. And then that's the actual end. Yep. (laughs) Do you want to go first? I will go first. Okay. I gave Iron Man an 8 out of 10. Ooh. Uh, it's really good. I like Iron Man. I like Tony Stark, but it's not one of my favorite Marvel movies or one of my favorite movies, period, poo. So it gave it an 8 out of 10. It is my number 27. It is below Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, mm-hmm. and above Annie. Amazing. 
So I gave Iron Man a nine out of 10. Uh, So mine is at number 28. Um, So it is below George of the Jungle, but it is above Atlantis. So it's actually my top number nine. Are you ready to guess our next movie? Our next movie will be our two year anniversary movie. Ah! So yes. So this movie, you have not seen it yet. Okay. Um, I have become obsessed with it and <laughs> I can't even I can't even start it's to guess. A newer movie, but I do believe everyone on this planet has seen it at least 27 times by now. Hmm. I'm really trying to think. I just I don't know. <laughs> I walk around singing the songs 25-8. <laughs> Could it be? Encanto? Yes! I have not watched this yet. I watched like two minutes the other day with you. Yeah. I'm, guys, I'm busy. Okay. I don't have time to watch Disney movies. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love this movie so much. That's and I, a good one. I for think our it's a good year. one. Yeah, because it's newer and everyone has seen it. Everyone has seen it already. It's not like Onward, where I was like, oh, it's a new movie. I don't know if people have watched it yet. Like yeah. everybody and their fucking mom has watched Encanto at this point, except for me. My so. entire Twitter and TikTok for you page and timeline are entirely Encanto. So I know there's somebody named Bruno we're not supposed to talk about. There sure is. I know there's like rats in the walls <laughs> or something. <laughs> Um, I know that there's like a bunch of siblings or a big family, not even siblings. Like, yeah. And there's like a fucking candle you're not supposed to blow out. That's what I know. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. I know the whole movie. <laughs> we don't talk about boo. No, 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 no. <laughs> the way I know every word to like, if you, I wish Apple Music showed how much you listen to a song because it's embarrassing how much I listen to that soundtrack. Oh, man. I'm excited. It looks good. It's, it's not like so I haven't good. watched it because I don't want to. I just haven't had the time recently. So. I just know how much you love Lin-Manuel Miranda and he did the music for it. So is it a talk singing movie? No, no it's actual singing. All right. I trust you. Yay. Yay. Um, If you listen on Spotify, please give us a rating. Yeah. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We haven't got a review in like a long time and it makes me depressed. It helps other people find our podcast. Yeah. Reviews are like rating is important, but reviews are more important. Mm -hmm. And we have Patreon. We have done Doug, Twilight, Dinosaurs. We do little book reports on Disney icons like Alan Menken and John Ratzenberger. We've done Twilight and some of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, we got four Harry Potter movies up. We're halfway through Harry Potter. What other shows have we done? Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Mm -hmm. We did Beetlejuice for Halloween. We did the worst Christmas short ever. Yeah, Pluto's Christmas. That was rough. We have done Trolls. We did Trolls. We're planning on eventually doing uh, Lord of the Rings. Just going to be a good time. It's just $5 a month. Mm-hmm. You get a bonus episode every month of a non-Disney movie. And if you sign up, you'll get one of our merch boxes, which we finally came up with a theme for. And it's so freaking cute. Yes. I think, what did we do last year? May 1st? I think so. You have to sign up for Patreon by May 1st mm-hmm. to get a merch box. And you'll want this merch box. Believe me. I yes. want this merch box. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you will get it. I will make sure I order all the things. <laughs> So are you, ma'am. Good. <laughs> okay, great. Um, yeah, that's it. Yay. Thanks for listening.
Bye. We love you. Goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. These opinions are our own and are in no way associated with the film or the film's production company. The cover art for Tragical was created by Johnny the Alchemist. The theme song for Tragical was produced by Ja Reezy. Contact info for both artists can be found on their Instagrams, which are linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Tragical. And they are... Fuck you, Danica. <laughs> Trying to record here. She's listening to the Aladdin episode. She's like texting me and it's covering my notes. I'm putting this in the outtakes. Danica, stop texting us while we record. <laughs> She's talking about the Royal Brazier. Every time I see like... <laughs> just had a stroke <laughs> I saw that I saw your stroke listen I couldn't spell surveillance earlier when I was trying to spell surveillance camera that's so a I just, big word yeah I don't know about that <laughs> I couldn't spell it to save my life do you know what shield stands for some happy mm-hmm. indigo mm-hmm. elites love drying um, very grade. close but it's a uh, strategic homeland intervention enforcement and logistics division they get into the lab and they see where a suit is missing from an case a case i don't know what and case and <laughs> case i was gonna say an arm wall <laughs> but that's not right either and so- <laughs> they see that there is a suit missing from its spot <laughs> i don't know what to call that it's dock i don't know it's dock work like an like, ipad yeah i mean they, i fucking hate this <laughs> i don't know what to call it anyway it is fine so they see any i'm just gonna say fucking attacks <laughs> i didn't even put that there was one missing so oh great tragical <laughs>